Hello and welcome to Trading Movies. I'm Junaid. And I'm Omar. And today we are discussing The Gift. But before we get into that, Omar, what did you watch this weekend? Uh, I went to see the new um, horror, I guess you can call it, in a way. Comedy slash horror, Megan. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was uh, it was a pretty busy theater, actually. It's, uh, it's a pretty popular movie. And the ratings are up there. Yeah, well, what did you think about it? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was pretty mediocre. Mediocre, yeah. yes, very. Me- the most basic storyline, like I mean, exactly probably what you think that movie is mm-hmm. is what it is. So I was expecting people to have an experience with Megan, um, similar to Omar. Do you recall when we watched The Orphan together? Yeah, and we went in. We this was like a, we were we must have been we were teenagers, and we were like we had nothing to do, so we're like let's go watch this random movie. Yeah, went in with zero expectations. We came out and we were like that was a pretty fun movie. Yeah, right. And we had to. I still remember this. We had to walk across the uh, parking lot to get to the pizza pizza yes. to get picked up, and we were like <laughs> freaking out a little. But anyways, I thought people would have that kind of experience. But it looks like um, you might be the odd one out here because it's still pretty strong at the box office. It's strong at the box office. The critics' ratings are high. I think it's a ninety-four percent Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, the audience. I mean, IMDb is giving put it out as six point five or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, no spoilers here, but like because it's a brand new movie, people are gonna go see it still. It's just one of those where the idea was very creative. Mm-hmm. I wish the plot. And the storyline was just a bit more creative as well. Well, I'm, I'm, you're going to look dumb when the MCU comes out <laughs> with the Megan Cinematic Universe, okay? And it's going to be like Terminator 2. It's going to be even better than the first one. I thought it was kind of um, comical at times. Well, did you see the dance scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What did you think about that? No, no, the dance scene was... But uh, but that was intended to be comical, I would, yeah, I would yeah. say. Um, but the parts that were I, I just thought it was... It was weird. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes if you can't suspend your disbelief for those movies, it's just hard to get into them. You know, it's like it's not even this. Yeah, it's like the way they the way they went about it. I thought could have been more creative and a bit more subtle. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think this movie was subtle. At all. I think they just hit you on the head with it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is uh, it is what it is. It was it's a it's a fun little watch if you want to watch it. It's just not. It's just I was expecting something a bit more than, yeah. than what I saw. It's funny you mentioned subtlety because this weekend I saw a show that I thought was really subtle. Um, Ryan Johnson, who we know famously yeah. from the Knives Out um, series and many other movies, including Star Wars, uh, he has a new TV show um, called Poker Face. So I'm going to give you the premise of the show and then I want you to go watch it. Um, Semi homework, not full homework. They yeah. dropped four episodes on Friday on Peacock. Okay. And um, essentially it's about a woman who she has a she has a tell. She knows when people are BSing her. She knows when people are lying. Mm. It's not always, it's not like guaranteed kind of, but it's like an innate sense that she has. Yeah. And each episode, there's a murder and you see the murder happen as the audience. And then you find out that this character has been there the whole time. And she has to figure out because of circumstances, she has to figure out the murder. Interesting. Okay. And each episode is essentially like, she's the only consistent character. There are maybe a few other ones, but she's the main character, the only one that stays consistent. And then each episode has different actors, and they're all usually like really good ones because they're only coming for one episode. Yeah. So it's like a weekly murder mystery. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, that looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, okay. and it's like a reverse murder mystery because you know who's done it, right? So that's, it's about her okay. figuring it out. Okay, that's cool. And then uh, 
in terms of what else I watched, um, I obviously watched the film for this this week's episode, and I watched obviously The Last of Us on Sunday night, which was probably one of the best episodes of TV. I haven't seen the latest one. Um, yeah, I look forward to you seeing that because if you recall what I said in our group chat, it's The Last of Up. Um, yeah, you'll understand why <laughs> when you watch when you watch the episode. Yeah, I gotta see it. Um, but yeah, that's um. Uh, I can't think of anything else I saw this weekend, but yeah, Megan was the big one. Yeah, it turns out we were pretty busy. Uh, we were doing, actually pretty doing busy. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> uh, in the box office, the so box office was busy too. Avatar still at nineteen point six million. They made twenty million last week, so they're yeah. still number one. Yeah. Puss in Boots again, number two, ten and a half million. It's always going strong. It is. I, I kind of want to watch it. I heard it's really fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's it's got a good it's got a good ratings. It's, yeah. it's really pop. It's consistently popular right now. And um, Puss in Boots is like is a fun character. It's a fun so, character. Yeah. I just it's just for me it's just hard to justify going to the theaters for an animated movie. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll wait till it comes out. Yeah. Uh Patan is the new entry in the top five at the box office. It's yeah. six point eight million. This is a domestic box office, just FYI. Yeah. Um interestingly enough, Man Called Auto, still here, six point six million. It's actually done a pretty decent chunk of uh business. Tom Hanks is strong. It's Tom Hanks, man. Uh, and then Megan is number five, still at six point two million, which is not bad considering it's like I think third or fourth week of release. So yeah. it's made good money, and it'll when it goes on streaming, it'll get popular again. It'll get popular. I think this Megan's gonna be one of those streamers. Yeah, that people are gonna watch at home a lot. Yeah. Uh, as of other other news and in, in industry stuff, um, there was a new trailer I sent you earlier today. It's the only trailer I really want to talk about. New Netflix series releasing on February 14th, which oh, is Valentine's Day. Part of Masala Minute. It could. Uh, we have more We have more things yeah. to talk about Masala Minute. Um, it's The Romantics. The Romantics, yes. Okay, I stumbled upon this today, actually, too, in the morning. Um, looks really interesting. So um, it's it's essentially a tribute to Yes Chopra. Yeah. Uh, who was... And YRF in general. YRF in general, yeah. yeah. That's true, YRF. But, but uh, more so... Uh, with Yash Chopra just because he's um I mean 2012 is when he passed away but um he's been like he's had some of the most iconic films yeah um and some and he's he's pretty much the one that's defined how a romantic movie should be essentially um so it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting we're apparently seeing a full-fledged interview in that with Aditya Chopra. And I think that's the most interesting, intriguing part because he doesn't do interviews. Because he does not. I, I haven't seen him in front of a camera in my life apart from pictures. <laughs> yeah, I think I've only ever seen pictures. Yeah. And that's, that's and I, I'm, from the trailer, it seems like the actors themselves are like, you got him? You got yeah. him? Because like, apparently he's just like, let me produce my movies. Mm-hmm. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> well, it's going to be a four-part yeah. series. So um, we're thinking we'll do a two-episode on it. One episode for the first two episodes. Yeah, for sure. One. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about that more. Uh, in terms of other news, probably the biggest piece of content coming out of Hollywood the last week is um, James Gunn announced the new DC slate. So James Gunn is now, he directed the Guardians of the Galaxy, and now he's going to be the new kind of Kevin Feige of DC. So there's going to be a whole new set of movies. Interestingly enough, they're going to keep going with the existing, um, some of the existing movies. So like Robert Pattinson's going to get going to get the second part of his Batman movie, but it's going to be considered like a different universe. It's going to be like other universes. And then he's going to be creating his own like horror universe that's connected. Of of like, so... DC again. So it's the the Flash movie coming up and it's not going to be part so of his? I think, I think the Flash movie, because it's supposed to be, this is my theory, it's meant to be, it's meant to deal with like multiverse. That's yeah. going to kind of explode this whole multiverse idea in the DC universe. Uh, okay. Um, so he, there's going to be a new Superman, Superman Legacy. That's in 2025. 
not Henry Cavill, new guy. And there's going to be a new Batman. It's called the Batman Brave and the Bold with Joker. Um, and that Joker character is going to be a character called Damian Wayne, who's very, very popular in uh, the comics. He's Batman's son. So there's going to be a new Batman and a new Thank Robin. You. And then plus there's a new Batman, which is Robert Pattinson. Plus, plus a Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Plus that the second Joker is still going to come. And if you recall, that's with Lady Gaga. That's it's, Lady Gaga. It's supposed to be a, a musical, apparently. Um, is it? Apparently. I don't care for that that all that much like joker i didn't love that movie in general like it was i thought it was okay whatever but yeah i wasn't i wasn't head over heels for it um so they've announced that and then they've also announced a bunch of tv shows so like viola davis's character waller she's gonna get a tv show they're making a true have you seen true detective yes they're making a true detective style show for the green lanterns because they're like they're in charge of the entire earth and they have to do like yeah. investigations. I'm like that would be interesting. I would... And then there's a whole bunch of animated shows as well. So James Gunn, I hope you know you have good stress relief. You know I yoga, just... something because that's a lot of stuff on your plate. <laughs> I I I worry a little bit when the Marvel directors move over over to DC and try to get something going there. But I think his his issue, if you recall, was he had some questionable tweets, and then he got kicked out of Marvel, and then he got bought back. Yeah. Um. And then I think this was, this is purely like if you're gonna give a guy a blank check and tell him those things that you grew up on, you can make any movie, anything you want, and you get the green light. The movies, yeah. He's gonna take it. Any anyone, and he was he's one of the few directors of the last generation who are actual comic book heads. Because what they've been doing, like, the director of The Eternals, she won an Oscar. And then they were like, okay, you get The Eternals now. You know, yeah. it's like it's like kind of like you get to cash out. Yeah. Where James Gunn was one of those people who did mostly low-budget movies, and he was just into comic books. Yeah. He made, he made superhero movies even before he got access to the IP. So he's really in this, you know? Yeah, true. It's, a, it's, it's because uh, with Justice League, you remember they brought in who was the, um, I forgot his name, but when Zack Snyder stepped aside... Um, yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. Passed yeah, away. Yeah. They brought in the um, uh, they brought in the the Avengers or some, one of the one of the directors. Yeah, Avengers. Snyder Cut's still the best version. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but like like the people like Chloe Zhao, like we just mentioned in the Eternals, like now it almost seems like they're the directors they're getting are people who maybe this isn't like the movie that they wanted to make their whole life, but it's more their. Yeah, like they got a mortgage. They, they got, got the, a, yeah. they got a, or like you know, you're a filmmaker now. You got to yeah. buy a house in LA, you so you do, do a Marvel yeah. movie. You know, you got to make the money. Yeah, like Ryan Coogler isn't gonna make a Marvel movie again. You know, yeah, he's true. moving on. He's yeah. gonna do his own stuff. But I, that's most of the news we have for Hollywood. And with that, Omar, I'm gonna turn it over to you for Masala Minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Omar, what's on the Masala Minute today? Uh, a couple of things. We, we already talked a little bit about the baton numbers. Um, just to go over it, for in seven days, we've done 634 crore, which is about 75 million USD. Um, so the movie's looking strong. It's at, um, it's it's climbing up the charts in terms of the highest courses um, in Hindi cinema. So, um, you know, it's it's got a long way to go if it wants to hit um, the lifetime numbers of a movie like Dungle, of a movie like uh Bahubali 2 a movie like even RRR so it's got it's got a long way to go to hit those numbers still but I mean we're in the first week the craze is still going on and the um the love is still there for this movie so I guess sky's the limit at this point we'll see how it goes in the next few weeks um, do, do you think it's gonna do you think it's gonna keep like the momentum because this is really this is the first seven days so do you think it's one of those movies that has long legs or is it gonna kind of taper off uh, that, that that's what I wonder 
uh, I was wondering that today actually. I was I was like, okay, every day has been going great for it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been seeing increased numbers and stuff. People are still going. Uh, I think a week two we might still see a strong surge for it. I'm just I'm just wondering what is the you know what's the lifetime for it? Because I mean, you know, you see, you've got a movie like Dungle, which is um which was which is still the highest grosser I believe um worldwide in, in any way um i you know i think domestically some a couple movies have beat dungle but worldwide gross i think dumbo still the highest grossing movie i think in, i i think but like that movie was very different just because it was it was it it, it was it was the concept was new yeah it's a different kind of movie it's, it's a different like, kind of movie sports movie so versus, it had long legs yeah ver- sports movie versus an action thriller spy exactly right so and that was you know a quality story and stuff so that i think it brought people i'm sorry are you saying Pratan doesn't have a quality story <laughs> how dare you how dare you sir but uh, but yeah so I'm, I'm wondering with Pratan is like um you know the hardcore fans they've definitely gone and see it yeah we're definitely going to see people who are hardcore fans who went in and they're going to go again this week. Hey, we know people who are going, I think they've counted already three times. Yes, we exactly. We know people who have already gone multiple times. Two more, two more trips. Exactly. Um, so there's, no, I, I definitely see the, the numbers still going. I just wonder how, what the ceiling is. And the other thing that we got to talk about, just found out recently, <laughs> is, uh, is a, little, a, little, a little movie got scared. <laughs> of Patan, let's say. Uh, look, um, we have Shehzada, which is a um, Karthik Aryan and Kriti Saran movie, which was released, which was not released, which was scheduled for release, uh, I believe, this week. Yeah, I think this weekend it's supposed this to release. This weekend yeah. the, was the initial release. And just news came out today that the movie has now been shifted to, I think, a week or two weeks from now. Yeah. From now. Yeah. So they've delayed by a week or two weeks. The official new date is Feb 17th, I want to say. Or is it later? February 17th. 17th, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, they delayed it by a week then. Um, so, which is interesting. Okay, the, the, the reasons we have are they want to give respect to Shah Rukh Khan and to the, <laughs> out of respect to, to, to Shah Rukh Khan, out of respect for what Patan is doing. Yeah, we that all, sounds, we that all know that. Really yeah, it just... They don't want to release at a time when Patan's going crazy. No one's gonna go watch the movie. I, I, I just, I just find it so funny how they had to come out and rationalize it by saying like, "Yeah, it's out of respect." You could have, you could have just said some BS like, "We wanted to fix something in post." No, no. But no matter what respect. they came with at this point, it would have been BS. Oh, absolutely. Like they, they, they no one, would, everyone would have seen through that. I, I think in, in their scenario, they would, they would have been like, "Hey, listen." This movie just doing great. Let's just let this thing yeah. run, then we'll release ours when we think we'll do better business. Like... Anyways, all of that, all of that to say, it's currently Shah Rukh Khan's India. It's Shah Rukh Khan's and, India and right it's, now. It's his, it's his. Like I said in my letterbox review, if you guys uh, want to check it out, I ended by saying that Shah Rukh Khan's back to tell us this is his world, and he ain't stepping aside for anyone. <laughs> it doesn't matter how young the actresses get; <laughs> you will remain the same age. So um, let's move on to the movie you gave you assigned to me uh, last week, Omar. What movie was that? The Gift. All right. <laughs> let's get into the general information, and then we'll dive into the general story of this movie. So, The Gift was released uh, August seventh, twenty fifteen. Small budget, five million dollars. Box office, sixty mil. So it did really well in the box office. Runtime, one hundred eight minutes. Um, we're only going to talk about probably the three main actors: Jason Bateman, Rebecca Hall, and Joel Edgerton. Uh, directed by Joel Edgerton himself. This is uh, his first, I think, big film that he directed, and he had a couple of other ones as well. 
um, score by Danny Bensey and Saunders James, and the plot. Omar, do you want to give a plot outline of this film? Okay, very brief plot outline. This is a 2015 movie, so uh, I would I would I would assume a decent chunk of listeners have already seen it. Yeah, um, we'll say there's spoilers now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just in case any spoilers come out of my mouth, I'm gonna try not to release any spo- to say any spoilers. But just in case anything comes out, just maybe be 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 aware or watch the movie before you tune into this portion right now. Um, pretty straightforward. Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall, husband and wife, um, clearly doing really well. Uh, he, uh, you know, living in a nice home. Where where are they located again? They're in Hollywood Hills. They're, Hollywood Hills. That, that's where the that's where it's like. Um, that's where the house is in real life. So it's in California, though. In California, they yeah. moved from Chicago to California. To California, yeah. So, you know, doing really well. Clearly has a great job. He's succeeding. Um, and all of a sudden, um, they kind of run into this guy that I guess he knew uh, from way before. And this is Joel Edgerton. Um, and there, it seems like there's some unfinished business there. Yeah. That uh, you slow that slowly unravels, and um, what happens in lives, and what happens in um, and what happened in the past, and things are things are revealed, and things uh, happen. Let's just say, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so like like Omer mentions, uh, they they moved to they moved to Hollywood, and the character played by Jason Bateman, Simon, that's his like it's near his hometown, yeah, and this character played by Joel Edgerton named. Gordo, Gordo, yes. Gordo. Uh, he he and Jason Bateman they have a history from high school. Yeah. Um. So they know each other, and uh, essentially, like Omer said, they come back to their neighborhood and shenanigans ensue. So we'll get into it a little bit more in yeah. more details. But that's that's the plot uh, in general. Yeah, but uh, it's essentially, it's, I think it's called the gift because I believe Gordo he he um he starts sending over. Yeah. First, it's like nice, you yeah, know, like nice welcome gifts. to the neighborhood. Exactly. Like here's a bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then it starts to get a little creepier and creepier, creepier, and creepier and, yeah. until it until it culminates in the last twenty minutes of the film, which yes. yeah, it's just a whole other which we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into. <laughs> so overall, uh, what a great movie! Thank you for recommending it to me. I had heard about this; it had always been on my list, but I just yeah. never got around to watching it. I think all three actors do a, a bang up job of, yep. of portraying the whole spectrum of of emotion of, of human emotion um uh, particularly i thought um joel edgerton and uh obviously rebecca hall but joel edgerton particularly was so creepy really in creepy. this movie it's a great job it, yeah it it was insane yeah and particularly why this is this is something that's unique to my experience with this was we had just watched game night with jason bateman hmm. and jesse plemons okay and yeah. jesse plemons plays a kind of a creepy neighbor in that movie yeah. And in this movie, it's very similar. It's like a creepy neighbor thing, yeah. but it's essentially everything bad that could happen, yeah. it, it happens, <laughs> right? Yes. And it's horrible. And like, not just anything bad, it's just like the worst of the worst <laughs> that could happen, happens. Yeah, it, it's, and I, you know, I never yeah. really thought about this. I never really thought about this before this movie, but receiving unsolicited gifts repeatedly is yeah. actually really creepy. Oh, like, like okay, you know, I'm even doing something nice. Yeah, uh, I drop by. Uh, I made uh, something extra. I baked some cookies. I drop them off for you, and you're not home. And then you you come home to them. Okay, cool. But if I do that every Friday, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's starting to get a little. <laughs> and in this movie, that that's he uses the gift, uh, the gifts that he is giving as a way of entering himself into their, into their lives. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And. I think maybe that's a good place to talk about one of the one of the the in, most interesting scenes, um, when essentially it's like a little back and forth of, 
oh, thanks for the gift, blah, blah, blah. And then they invite him to dinner because he's around. He's yes. there. And then he invites them to dinner at his air qu- heavy air quotes yeah. house. Uh, yeah. So creepy. <laughs> Wait, that house? Turned out it wasn't his, was it? No, it's one of his clients. Yes, it was yeah. his clients, yes. Because yeah. remember, um, Gordo goes back to the house. He, he he goes to like confront him. And it's like there's just two random people living there. And he's like, wait. Yeah, that's when the dog the the dog gets kidnapped the dog yeah and yeah yeah. so very 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 creepy in terms of his characterization yep Uh, but that scene let's talk i want to talk about that scene a little so it's a dinner scene yeah so rebecca hall and jason bateman they're feeling creeped out okay this guy continually gives them gifts and he's invited them over to dinner and they happen to say yes because they don't want to like completely you know wreck their friendship or whatever they don't they don't want to feel socially awkward but i think well she doesn't and he, he doesn't he, care he kind of wants to more just like give it to him but we'll understand we'll understand <laughs> yeah. why later on yeah. in the movie right yeah. so i want to start there because one of the weirdest social things they expect another couple to be there they show up and he's like oh yeah there's no other couple coming yeah so creepy so that's him and them just <laughs> he's just the third wheel there and then he gets a quote-unquote call yeah. from his ex-wife, so he leaves. And they snoop around the house, and it appears like his his story just doesn't make sense. He's yes. fabricating yeah. stuff. And then when he comes back, the creepiness of the whole situation, it this movie made me genuinely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, it does. That doesn't happen to me very often yeah. in movies. I can't, I can't, there's no words to describe. I felt, I felt not safe sometimes <laughs> like, yeah i was like this is so crazy <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was also because like yeah we're talking about adjacent's character as being really creepy um and stuff uh but on the contrast to that you have a jason bateman's character who's essentially just a jerk he's a villain he he's, is yeah. actual villain he's a, so he, he it's it, it kind of like as creeped out as you get by what Jason Anderson is doing, like what Gordo's doing, mm-hmm. and what and the creepiness he's bringing to the film, and you know you don't understand what's happening, but you know something weird's happening. So there's this uneasiness that's brought because of Gordo. Yeah. At the same time, you're like, why is this guy a jerk? So, <laughs> so let's let's we've been beating around the bush. Yeah. Let's talk about this scenario here. Yeah. So. Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall's character, they come across um, Joel Edgerton's character at the mall. Again, this is a new neighborhood. They're coming back to um, Jason Bateman's near his old house where he grew up. And it's instantly, if you rewatch the movie, Joel Edgerton instantly notices Jason Bateman. You can see him in the background. You can see him looking at him and you can see him in the background of shots. Jason Bateman definitely recognizes him as well near the end of the the confrontation. And he keys into him how he recognizes him and who he is. The reason he's so creeped out about this whole thing throughout the movie is because Jason Bateman used to bully Joel Edgerton. Yep. And more than bully, he fabricated a situation in which he was almost murdered by his father for a situation that didn't happen. He yep. claimed that he was molested when he wasn't, and his father thought he was gay. So he almost beat him. Yes. And obviously, if this happens to someone, that's going to be in the back of your yep. mind forever right so when this character yeah. sees the the perpetrator of his agony come back obviously he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna feel almost concerned but then what does joel edgerton do Omer? he slowly seeps into his life 
in the most creepy way possible. Yeah. And this is a question I have for you. From the onset, when Joel Edgerton's character sees them at the mall, does his plan come into play, or does he not? Does he wait for that plan to start? It seems like the plan comes into play as soon as he sees them. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. So, Joel Edgerton's character is nice at the start. Yeah. He drops them off wine, gives them a list of like plumbers and all of this stuff. He comes over for dinner because he's around. He's looking for. He's looking for. Yeah, uh, it's all in place here. Yeah. So he. he <laughs> And we slowly learn, a, a, he, he gets, he starts to gather a few creepy factoids here. So he learns the layout of the house, one. He somehow gets a key to the house. We, we learn that mm. later on. He learns the kinds of consumables that they have around the house so that he could potentially drug them. For example, green Gatorade. That's, <laughs> yes. He uses that yeah. particularly. And it is... I love a movie that appreciates if the viewer pays attention to the details. Because if you pay attention, you'll see all of the little bits of the puzzle start to make sense. You don't hear, you don't learn about this Jason Bateman bully piece till the last third of the movie. Yeah. And that's when everything comes together. Yeah. And it gets, you had the aha moment where you're like, oh, there's actually two villains in this movie. Yeah. This is not just about, you know, some creepy guy in a new neighborhood. This is about a history. It's about yeah. a creepy guy who, I, again, he's absolutely creepy and not justifying any of his actions in this film. Yeah. But it's about a creepy guy who wants revenge on his high school bully. That's really what this movie's about. Exactly. And yeah. and we'll talk about we'll talk about what the revenge is. But I think we need to give a little more credit to Jason Bateman and the way he plays an asshole in yes. this movie because he plays a really well adjusted asshole. Like you don't know he's an asshole till the end, yeah. You know, and then you when you rewatch it, you're like, oh my god, yeah, he's been a horrible person this whole time. Yeah, you just don't recognize exactly. Him. And like he's sketchy with he hides stuff from his wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah, he's he does a great job at playing an asshole. Like I mean, he does a great job at playing the guy who has the punchable face, the Nicholas Hole. Like yeah, <laughs> he he, he does he does have a very punchable yeah. face in this movie. Yeah. Um, I I just found that. So he plays a salesman, right? Yes. I think he plays a salesman perfectly. Oh, yeah. Because he's got a completely different facade on his face. Yeah. And the way he he sells himself to even his wife is meant to be like he's he's selling a a, a product. He's a completely different person. Exactly. Right? And did you catch how how they moved from Chicago to California? But did you hear what one of the reasons was? Oh, I don't I don't remember. Because apparently she had like a drug addiction. Yes, and yes, yes. That's why when yeah. he catches her with the pills, he's like, "Oh, do you have a doctor here now too?" Because I'm guessing she had a doctor who would prescribe yeah. her pills and stuff in Chicago. That is one of my favorite tropes: is when there's a character who identifies something's wrong, but then they have an addiction, so that you can't tell if it's the liquor or the drugs that's yeah. causing you to view this, or if it's actually something real happening. Yes, yeah. And that plays a really big part in this movie. In, yeah, in because there's only one character who recognizes a. Jason Bateman does recognize he's weird, but in terms of the tone shifting and the feeling unsafe, it's only Rebecca Hall who she's the only canary in the coal mine. So yes. It's like, okay, something's wrong here in this house and it's not working. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because she she notices a couple of things, um, but obviously because of the drug addiction stuff, 
it's kind of like fuzzy like what do, what do, what do i believe is what i believe yeah she's also she also thinks she's being paranoid she's being paranoid and stuff so it's like uh it's it's an important trope character yeah. trope to have in this film to to make things kind of work yeah and, and and on top of that i think well well maybe we'll get into this a little bit more but she also has a physical reaction right and so she's thinking like oh my god i'm so stressed my whole body everything yeah. is so messed up yeah i'm literally passing out yes right so you literally it's not just your your mental health is causing you problems but your body is physically telling you you know you've got issues that's what she's thinking yes again when we get to the back third of the movie we realize that this is not (laughs) this is not entirely true yeah but that when i learned that joel edgerton directed this movie and wrote this movie it freaked me out because like, why did you choose to act as this character? But it is the best role. Because I guess he knew he knew exactly what he wanted from that character. Yeah, yeah. he knows. All, I mean, it's weirdly all the motivations yeah. and everything. But he he embodies it so well, and it's really he is the the only way I can describe it is he's the only architect in this whole movie. Even though Rebecca Hall's character is technically a designer and architect, he yeah. is the real architect. They're, everything is planned. Her and Jason Bateman are just pawns the whole in time. This film the yeah, whole time just pawns. It's all about him and the, you know you don't you don't see him as much as you see them, but it's all about him. Yeah, and that's yeah. so true. Like his physical presence isn't there, isn't that much. but you do feel him there always. And that that is because the way they've shot even Rebecca Hall moving through the house, and it's a beautiful house that's like half glass, right? Yes. And the way they've shot her moving through it, where she's always seems like she's aware of what's happening and that there's someone out there. Again, it makes you feel like unsafe, and it makes you feel creepy and yeah. gives you the heebie-jeebies on the inside yeah, yeah. so Umar, we've kind of beat around the bush around um what the real climax of this film is so maybe we can we can spoil that a little now and yeah. we'll discuss uh kind of the implications of what it is yeah so essentially the the happy couple rebecca hall and jason bateman they decide they're gonna put this creep behind them and their uh, jason bateman tries to apologize to him uh, doesn't go well, right? Yeah. And then he he beats him up essentially. Yeah. Right. But they they're like we're gonna put this guy behind him. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to have a baby. So you know there's a montage. You know they successfully get pregnant, and uh, all's all's good in the world. And, yeah. and prior to in this movie they were having problems with uh, conceiving. With, with conceiving. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. You know it's almost like she's having they're both having these mental health problems when they put this problem behind them and they've ignored it things are solved yeah uh then things get a little awry so there's kind of two things that happen one is jason bateman's character is up for a new job yeah and everyone thinks he's going to get it but there's some sketchiness around him getting this job uh and this and essentially what happens is he's in competition with one other person. Yeah. And at this point, Rebecca Hall already knows that he's a bully, but she's still with him. Okay. Yeah. And it turns out that Jason Bateman's character found out who the other person was applying for the job and planted fake evidence against him, you know, rumors. Yeah. So that he wouldn't get this job. And it's implied that he ruined his life. This man comes and he ruins a dinner party, he throws a brick through their window. And it's at that moment when they're confronting this man who threw a brick through their window where Rebecca Hall has two realizations. One, that her husband is a bully, for sure, still a bully, not something yeah. he grew out of. And two, her water just broke. Yes. So they go to the hospital 
Um, and I think know. at this point also, she's kind of like wanting to leave him. She's already she's already yeah. feeling like she's done with him. Yeah. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Right. That the fact that he did all of that. And then obviously he inevitably loses his job, but that's separate. The yeah. fact that he would go to those lengths for a job. Exactly. Um, so they, she has the baby and uh, at the hospital is where Jason Bateman gets the call that, hey, we found out you were lying. Uh, you did plant that evidence. So you've lost your job. Congratulations. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes home. What's waiting for him when he goes home, Omer? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. There was a video. Yeah, uh, there's another video, gift. There's another, another gift. gift. Another gift waiting yeah. for him. Yes, and it's a multi-tier gift. Yes. Okay, because the gift has in the first the first gift is a key to his house. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a key to his house. <laughs> yeah. The second gift is a video. Yes. And what does the video show? It shows us. There's a point in the movie where Rebecca Hall's character passes out. Yeah. From, I guess, her green Gatorade. From her green Gatorade. Yeah. We don't know that. We figure it's a health response. Yeah. And we assume that it's um probably like an overdose. She's taken too many pills. Yeah. That's what Jason Bateman is led to believe. Yeah. And it turns out that when you watch the video, it was Joel Edgerton's character the whole time. He had drugged the Gatorade, and then he had recorded himself standing over the passed out body of Rebecca Hall's character. Yeah. The implication being, you don't know who the father yes. of the child is. Yep. So Jason Bateman runs back to the hospital and he's looking for him and he's chasing him. And that's where we have that cathartic scene at the end where Joel Edgerton is looking at him from the second floor of the hospital. Yeah. And he's looking down at Jason Bateman in the parking lot. And he says, I'm just going to power through this. So don't interrupt me. And then you can talk, which is an exact line that Jason Bateman had said to him earlier. Yeah. And essentially the final 20 minutes, you just see the destruction of a dude's life. And yeah. it's amazing. It's yeah. It's quite cathartic. Cinem cinematically, <laughs> cinematically, it's, 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 it's like a ribbon. It's a cherry on top. You know, yeah. it's, I can't even explain how cathartic is the best word to describe it. Yeah. It's just because it leaves you also guessing, like did he did he do what you th what we think he did or did he not? But I guess he'll never know that, and he'll never confirm it either. And the the, the this is where you get into like the the checkmate part of this. Jason Bateman does he want to go to his wife or his ex wife now Rebecca Hall and say this may have happened? Does he want to ruin her relationship with her baby? Yeah. Does he want to do all of that and? Should he? Should he not? If he doesn't know what's happened, there's so many ethical and moral dilemmas here. But I have a big question for you: Does Simon deserve it? Does he deserve what happened to him at the end of this movie? Even though it didn't happen to him, it really happened to Rebecca Hall, and yeah, see, she has no I, agency in this. This is where I struggle because I'm just like, I don't feel bad for him in any way. No, I don't. Not at all. Not even a little bit. No. But. Why does she have to be the victim? I know. In, That's in the worst battle. part. That's yeah. the worst part. Okay, like, if he wants revenge on him, like, do it. There, there are ways to do it. Why does she have to be your, your victim? Yeah. Like, why why are you... Essentially, this, this is what makes Edgerton the real villain of this movie, then. Yeah. For me. It's like, yeah, I know, I know that Jason Bateman has been a, a villain throughout the film. And, like, a, just a terrible character just terrible terrible person but 
this this is not this is not revenge on him. This is this is ruining someone else's life. Yeah, he he went out of his way to ruin her life. Her well, life, right? Yeah. And he, but but well, he I guess he thought he was targeting him, but really his target was just her. Well, even the stuff where you know he's stalking her, he's videotaping her. Yeah, she's aware of all of this. You know, yeah. the same way you're kind of aware of someone staring at you, even if you don't know where it's happening. Yeah, she's obviously aware. And there's a couple of scenes of her in the shower, and she clears the shower off and she looks and there's a body that was there and then disappears, disappears right and yeah. that's obviously meant to be him yeah but you're absolutely right he terrorizes this poor woman to get back at her husband yeah right when a husband he, who she's potentially even leaving herself yeah and she could have he could have sorry done any sorts of things to jason bateman the character but instead he chooses to latch onto rebecca hall because yeah. he perceives her as the weaker one or the one who's always at home so he can just kind of prey on her yeah if you, if you wanted to ruin his life he could have literally told her what he did to him yeah because that, that, that would put some doubt in her that mind automatically caused the problem yeah automatically. so he could have created issues in their marriage by giving her information on what he did to him yeah in high school or you know just target him specifically only it's 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 actually <laughs> so this is where i mean I remember watch. I remember watching the, the first time I watched this movie. I finished, and I'm just like, "Can he not just do a DNA test and find the answer?" Yeah, and but that, but then I was like, "I think the concern with the, the DNA concern, test yeah. is then then Rebecca Hall knows that something something's up. up because she knows she's she hasn't slept with anyone else. Yeah, only he does, and that's where it's the whole it's a Mexican standoff. He's the only one right? that knows this is a possibility. He's, yeah, and and that's the true genius of the horrible yeah. plan, right? Yeah. Is that if he wants. To find out, he has to tell the person he loves the most that they were violated. Yes. Right? And he can't be caught. Um, he can't be arrested for anything he's done because there's really no proof. Right? Yeah, there's no proof. There's, not, there's nothing that they can confirm unless, of course, he gets a DNA test. Yeah. And even then, do you yeah. think Jason Bateman is... The, the ego that Jason Bateman displays in this show in this movie, do you think he's gonna willing willing to go that route? I don't think so. Willing to find out if he's not the yeah, father. I don't but at this he... point he that's doubt is always in his head. Yeah. Will always be there. Yeah. And that that's what that's what makes this movie so so brilliant. Is yeah. that you are left it's it's very similar to the way Inception ends when he spins the top. Because you don't really know what's what's real and what's you don't really right. know what's real and what's not. Yeah. But this is so this is so different just because it's putting someone in a constant place of agony. The whole movie, you feel unsettled. Yeah. You feel like you are that. You feel like you're her, really. Because yeah. she she's the main um, avatar in this film, right? So you feel deeply unsettled. And the way the movie ends, when you know this information that Rebecca Hall doesn't, it is unsettling. Yeah. I, uh, it's creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. But it's... Yeah, so it, but it, you you can tell you can have it have an have an idea on what the rest of Jason Bateman's life looks like when this movie ends. Yeah, let, let's let's this, let's talk about it. What what does his life look like after this movie? His life is in constant, like first of all, it looks like his marriage is over. Done. Yeah, at the same time, he has this child that is or is not his, and he'll never know. Yeah, and can you really love? A baby fully if you don't know if you, if you don't know right so that will always be in his head that this is actually my kid and mm-hmm. he's gonna as the kid grows up he's gonna be like does he look like me does yep. he have features of him like you know what like it's gonna always be in his head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he'll never know and and worst worst of all man is 
Rebecca Hall. There could be a sequel to this movie of just Rebecca Hall finding out. Yeah. What could or could not have happened. And then you're putting, and then what, and then what you're doing is if, what you know, if the worst did happen. Yeah. Then not only is he not the father, she is, and she is now, you know, a victim of rape. Yeah. And a child who she has a completely different view on now. Completely. Than she did when she thought it was all happy. <sighs> and how does that affect the child itself as well? It's it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it, that, but that's exactly why he, it's yeah. Jason Bateman's character is in such a horrible position. Yeah. Right. Because either way he cuts it, he can either be the sacrificial lamb and he's the only one who knows, or he can let everyone know this information. Yeah. So he's the lose lose situation. Completely for him. Yeah. yeah. Unless unless it happens where she's she's not he where he didn't do it, and they do they do a DNA test and it's like oh, okay no what we thought happened didn't happen. Yeah. That's the only way that this would. Yeah, the only the only difference is he lost his probably you know half a million dollar a year sales job yes. and his beautiful house and his wife yeah. and the respect of all of his friends yeah. and his professional exactly. respect. His entire life just ended. Yeah. <laughs> no, again, in the last 20 minutes, yeah, like, all, exactly. this had, all this and, and I thought, I thought that was a really clever writing decision was that his life doesn't completely end because of Joel Edgerton's character. His life ends also because of his own decisions. Oh, yeah. He did not need to do that background check on the other person getting the job and he didn't need to give that dirt yeah right he didn't have to falsify that he could have gone in and honestly gone for the job with the other person and the best man wins but no he yeah. had to get the dirt and that was the first kind of like boom yeah one rank of your life or what one part of your life destroyed your professional yeah. life because so that mean, was his was, fault he was doing well off he was the great job he had he was so i mean this is a great new job i'm sure but i'm like if you don't get that there'll be an opportunity some other time you the man had a house somewhere. made of half glass <laughs> in california bro. he was living in hollywood hills like yeah. clearly he made it in life he, I, think it was, <laughs> I mean mostly whipping a whipping a benz i think like yeah, yeah exactly. he had great life yeah he was it was i mean nothing was wrong i mean your wife your beautiful wife yeah, you, know, great she, you can afford for her not to work right now while yeah. she's recovering. Yeah, things are clearly going well. Yeah, yeah. and so for one higher position, you ruin your entire life. Yeah, realistically, how much is he getting paid more? Realistically, like yeah. 15 20 percent more. Yeah, what can you buy more? It's not like you're moving from like Mercedes Benzos to private jets, yeah. right? Like, there's, <laughs> there's no difference there. <laughs> yeah, the, the tax bracket's the same. Yeah, not a smart, not a smart not decision, a smart, not at all. But I thought, I thought, I think. The main character of this movie is Rebecca Hall. I, do you agree with that? She, she's she's the main victim of this movie. I, I can't help but think like she doesn't have the most lines. She no. doesn't have the most like aha moments. But she is the every plot. You know, yeah, yeah thing true. is is around her. Like she is her. the main actor. We see that, her most on screen. Yeah, she, she's she's kind of the planet that everything revolves around. Revolves around yeah, right in this, yeah, and, she's. And, She's she's the one Jason Bateman is trying to keep away from all this. Yeah. And she's the one that Edgerton is Gordo is trying to implicate with all of this. Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 a, it's actually great that you put it that way because she is victim on both sides. Yes. She's being gaslit on one side yeah. by her husband, who again she says that at one point, like, I don't even think I know you. And it's like, yeah. yeah, you don't. This guy's a horrible person. Yeah. Right. And then on the other side, it's all the things that Gordo is doing that he, that he just, he wants her to know, but yeah. he just slowly is entering her life. It's yeah. such a creep. It's so creepy. Again, <laughs> guys, I, if you haven't seen this movie, it's available on Amazon Prime video uh, for streaming. I Watch it at night and I guarantee you, you will not, you will not appreciate this recommendation because yeah. it, will, it will creep you out. Um, any other thoughts on Joel Edgerton? 
no, I mean, just well, great direction, great acting, and a good movie, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I was astounded when I heard that he had yeah. actually directed this and written it because it's uh, it's rare that you see someone do all three and and actually knock it out of the park. Usually, yeah. it's like a vanity thing. Yeah, and it's garbage, but he he hit it out of the park. Yeah, and and Jason Bateman, I thought so good at playing someone smarmy, like really, really good at it. This is the second movie he's done that I think. Well, where he's played way. a jerk kind of guy, right? He was, uh, wasn't he? Uh, I, I, but I can't think. I can't remember the name of the movie. Do you know the plot? Uh, I don't even know what was the plot. But he was in a film that I remember watching, and I and he, I think he was playing like a jerk in that film too. I can't remember what the film was. Um, but I do remember something like that. Mm, interesting. Well, he does play a very good jerk. I, I'm not sure which movie you're talking about, but uh, he. He, I thought in this movie, like you said, super punchable face. But have you ever seen him in um, Arrested Development? Oh no, I've never seen that show. Yeah, so he he plays like the straight the straight man. Like his entire family's crazy, and he's a straight man. Yeah. So once you've seen him in that, it's very funny to see him like this. Where again, very big a hole. He's in horrible bosses, isn't he? One of the he's one of the people who has a horrible boss in that movie, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. Um... That was a good movie. I like that. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, he's a, he's he's a good actor. He's been in some good stuff. And um, do you know what my favorite movie of uh, of Rebecca Hall is? Which one? She's in the 2010 film The Town. Do you remember that? Movie? Oh, I ben love Affleck. that movie. That's yeah. a that's a, that's a great movie. I know, right? I gotta rewatch that. It's yeah, it's a solid solid. Yeah, for flick. anyone listening, if you haven't seen The Town, that's uh. Uh, I, I say that so that should be on a must-watch list. Yeah, Rebecca Hall is in that, and I was like, I was watching this movie, and I was like, where have I? Th- I know I've seen you yeah. before, but she has longer hair in that. And yes, in this movie she has she chopped her hair. Yeah. So and it's five years later, so I was like, yeah. ah, okay, I thought I recognized you from somewhere. Um, Omar, before we sign off, I wanted to talk about a couple of interesting things I thought you would find interesting about this movie in general, because again, we talked about Joel Edgerton, we talked about how he wrote it, directed, it, and they only have a five million dollar budget. That's very small in 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 Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. In Bollywood, that's like a major movie but yeah hollywood that's very small um this entire movie was filmed in 25 days i did not know that the whole thing okay makes yeah. sense because yeah. there aren't very many like Something a lot of it takes place at the house yeah. right a lot of the scenes um and there aren't very many like the the, the the scene where jason bateman um uh where he finds him in a parking lot to apologize and then beats him up like that yeah. could be shot in any parking lot right exactly, yeah. that kind of thing so when you have that in consideration, you're like, oh, wow, they do have a lot of uh, efficiency here. Yeah. Um, most of the filming place took, most of the filming took place in the Hollywood Hills. Um, that's the house that Simon and Robin, the characters, share, right? Okay, makes sense. All of Gordo's scenes, Joel Edgerton's scenes, were shot in seven days. Every single scene that he's in was shot in a week. Wow. Do you want to know the reason? He was too focused on on his role as a director, and he wanted them the other actors in the film to, you know, get their parts down before he got his in. So literally his entire, all of his scenes were shot in seven days. That's pretty cool. 25 days shoot, seven days just for, just, just for, for like his... the villain. Really. Yeah. Just for, yeah. Okay. This was the first movie again, 2015 to premiere on Periscope on Twitter, which was like the Twitch precursor. Oh, okay. So this actually had a premiere on Twitter. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. First ever movie. Yeah random it's really interesting random. yeah but i think it's again it goes back to this is a, a movie it was uh the, the production house is like stx that's so not a huge company but five million dollar budget is 
I can't stress enough how small of a budget that is, right? Yeah. And the fact that they made 60 mil on the back end is is huge yeah. uh, for a theatrical release. So overall, um, those are my interesting facts for this movie. Um, could you film this in 25 days? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, but one day we will when we get $5 million. Exactly. Um, so I'm gonna, let's move on to the awards. Awards. So Nicholas Holt, Most Punchable Face Award. Who's your uh, Who's your nominee for this award? I'm giving it to Jason Bateman. Oh, Jason Bateman. Why do you think Jason Bateman... He's the it? most punchable face in this film. Is it just because of his actions, or is it because... Because of his... Uh, not only his actions, but, like, his entire demeanor in this film. Horrible. It's just... I hate him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, the he's worst. very punchable in this film. It, it's, it's, it's saying something when Joel Edgerton's in this movie, and you're like, Jason Bateman also... Yeah. Like, I just hate him. Yeah. Like, it's saying something, yeah, how bad his true. character is. Yeah. Um, I put David Denman, who is popularly known as Roy on The Office... He's the other friend who who yep. is who is complicit in making up the story against Gordo. Yes. I thought he was in he had a punchable face because A, he was complicit, right? And B, he's trying to act like like he has that one line where he's like, I've I've made my peace with this. Buddy, it's not your thing to make it's peace with. <laughs> what do you mean you made your peace with it? What about the guy whose life you ruined who almost died? Not to mention he had a punchable face in the oh, office too. That, and that was the other thing. It was like I think it's residual punchableness. Yeah. Right? Like there's just such an annoyance as Roy yeah, that like I just I was done it with just him. Translation to this film where yeah. you're also annoying. Yeah, so let him go to art school, bro. He's such a hater. God. Um okay, what was your favorite sequence? The best sequence of the movie? Okay, so Two two things. I'm having trouble deciding between which one. Okay. But the dinner scene when they're invited to his house. His house that's not actually his house. That's not actually his yeah, house. That was so creepy. Um, and when ba- Jason Bateman is walking around looking at the house and essentially making fun of him. Yeah. And we find out that he's actually listening to everything he's saying. Um. So I really like that sequence. Um. And you know everything that happens. And that's that's also yeah. where he says uh he wants the. He wants to be me and he wants to have sex with you. That's, yeah. that's kind of where I think that. That's plants kind of where I idea. think that's what plants the idea. Because I'm almost like he was okay. Like he was, he wanted to be friends with them. And then when they did set all of that, that's where he was like, you okay, know, now I'm going to do it. You know what? Right? That could be true. That's what, that's what yeah. I always thought. But okay. So what about your other option? The other option was like everything that happened in the last 15 or so minutes. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. my bet. The yeah. last 20 minutes, essentially, right when they're having the dinner party to celebrate his promotion. Yeah. From then to the end of the movie is is insane. I was on the edge of my seat again. I was so creeped out by this movie. I had to, due to I don't uh, I don't know if you know this, but I don't have a theater in my house. Yeah, I have a life. I have, <laughs> I have other things to do. So I watched half this movie and then I watched the second half because I had to like do some chores in between. Yeah, and the last twenty minutes of this movie, I was sitting. I was sitting on my stairs because I was playing with my cat. Yeah. And I was so stressed as I was watching it on my laptop that I was like, okay, Percy, stop. I was focused. And, man, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. It was, it was, honestly, this last 20 minutes is like a short film. Yeah. Of its own. Yeah. And to see the collapse of man in that way <laughs> was, you, you explained it best. It was cathartic, man. It was yeah. cathartic. And it's completely deserved, too. Yes. Not for her. Not Again, for her. We love Rebecca Hall. Yes. We do not appreciate what happens, what happens. during this movie. <laughs> yes. BS. Yeah. She's used as a pawn. Yeah. But, the entire but, time by both men. Both men. <laughs> but Jason yeah. Bateman, uh, Garbo. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then we'll end it off with our MVP. Omer, who's the MVP of this movie? It's got to be Joel Edgerton. Not I've... only because of his performance in the movie, but because he directed the movie. He Absolutely. You know, yeah. He did everything. Yeah. He put the whole team on his back. Yeah. And, and when you consider that he wrote it and directed it, while being this big of a role, like he yeah. could have been, he could have been one of the neighbors, he could have been a friend, or he could have been like the guy who works at the office with them. But no, yeah, he took the 
third, the base role, one yeah. of the top three billing actors, and he he outacted everyone in this movie. Yeah, he was so creepy. He was really creepy. He I, was really, really well done. Oh my god, definitely the MVP because he's the one that he's the like. I mean, you you can't not give it to him. No, because he is the reason you're on edge the entire movie. He's the, the reason movie. you're just uncomfortable. Yeah, my your, yeah. my favorite parts of the movie are the first five minutes when he's not in it, and then the middle 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 part when they're having like the oh happy marriage, yeah, is, we're having a baby that part, yeah, because he's not in it, because he's not in it, yeah, exactly. it's just them. <laughs> but his his presence, even when he's not like you said, like he doesn't have that much screen time, no, but like even when he's not on screen, you kind of know he's lingering somewhere. Ugh, so creepy, and it's just yeah, because so it, creepy, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so overall, I would recommend watching this movie again if you're in Canada. Um, it's on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, we forgot our most efficient Steph Curry Award. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, good point. Um, who's your most efficient Steph Curry Award? Oh, it's, I don't know with this one. So I thought I thought it was the guy who threw the brick uh, into the window. Yeah, 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 I thought he's just a random guy. He's funny and he was so aggressive. And then that's kind of like the culmination point of the end, right? It kind yeah, of yeah. that that's the last that's the last. Uh, foot to a shooter drop and then everything kind of goes from there so I, I liked his role yeah i'll agree with you there yeah because um there's not much screen time for anyone else in this movie apart from these two those characters three. so yeah his, his... the character's name is danny mcdonald yeah <laughs> yeah which i wouldn't have been able to tell you but yeah i guess i'll i'll, I'll concur on that one okay so i think um this is a movie that you gave me for uh homework so now it's my turn to give you a movie and i have decided to give you an action movie that takes place on a plane and this movie is the famous Nicolas Cage film Con Air uh, it is available on Disney Plus and I am so excited so excited Con Air Nicolas Cage I don't have I'm not very fond of Nicolas Cage. oh you're gonna love this movie <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love because Nicolas Cage is doing Nicolas Cage things. Oh boy. And this is the fun of trading movies is that while we have very similar tastes, we also have diversion tastes when it comes <laughs> to certain things. And uh 90s Nicolas Cage, when he was making a lot of money, was making some very questionable decision making. Uh, uh some very questionable choices, I should say. And it is evident in this movie. It also features other actors like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Wait, when did this movie come out? Uh, I believe it's ninety. Oh, it's going back there. Okay, it's going in the nineties. Yeah, ninety-seven. Okay. Uh, Danny Trejo's in this. Uh, Steve oh. Buscemi, John Malkovich. Uh, yeah, very excited for you to watch this and uh, to get your insight into into this film. Con Air, it is. All right. All right. All right so, uh, if you want to join us along the ride as usual. Watch Connor for next week. Uh, you, along with me, will find out what Nicolas Cage does. <laughs> and uh, we'll hop on next week and talk about that. Wanted to announce a, a new segment to you guys, which we're going to be introducing. Um, and uh, I'll give the photo Junaid for that one. Yeah, so we um, are going to be releasing a podcast relatively soon, probably in the next uh, couple of weeks or so, that we're going to be calling a double feature episode. And essentially, what a double feature episode is, is we're going to watch... Uh, a Bollywood movie and the Hollywood movie the mov the Bollywood movie was based on. So a great example would be um, Hitch and Player, I believe. Partner. Or, or Partner. That's that's the one. Um, oh, but Players, that you mentioned Players, Italian job? Players, players a, another great option. <laughs> uh, we just really love how uh, Bollywood takes a lot of inspiration from some of our favorite Hollywood movies, and we wanted an excuse to watch both. 
So double feature episodes will probably be thematic, uh, and they'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. We just need to decide which one we want to do. Yeah, we saw the love you guys threw on the Patan episode. Yeah, so we need more Bollywood. <laughs> I thought, okay, let's let's bring in some more of this, uh, um, uh, these movies to, um, and talk about them more. So uh, with that being said, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be here next week to discuss Con Air. Um, as always, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, uh, or sorry, TikTok, Twitter, and uh, follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and please like and subscribe our YouTube channel as well. And check out our Letterboxd movie reviews. Um, you'll see Omarian94 and Jay Inda. Thanks, uh, everyone. Until next time. Bye.